0: Hi, Pastor Rob here from Blessed Hope Chapel and RobCartledgeMinistries.com. What you hold is true, is it really truth? Will what you believe get you through on Judgment Day? Are you keeping to the pattern of sound teaching held out in Scripture? In this series, Truth, Judgment and Eternity, I intend to deliver messages that check the solidness of our Christian foundation so as to guard the good deposit that was entrusted to us as Christ's ambassadors on this earth. So in Hebrews 9.14 it says this, it says, How much more, then, will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself unblemished to God, cleanse our consciences from acts that lead to death, so that we may serve the living God? How much more will the blood of Christ, who offered himself to, to God, cleanse our consciences, wash our consciences so that we can stand before it uh, sinless and holy before it? And uh, I want you to think about this. Through death, we receive life. I don't know if anyone's really considered this. I'm sure there's been a few of you may have. Through death, we receive life. So through the death of an animal, we eat its meat, we receive sustenance, and we have life, don't we? So it caused the animal had to die so that we can live. If it didn't die, we wouldn't get our protein and, and so on. If you... You know, if a lamb doesn't die and get put on a spit, the Greek can't eat. Got to think of it from that way. It wouldn't be the same going to a Greek party after that. Through the death of a plant, we eat it and we receive life. You know, when you pull a plant out, or at least you pull the fruit off the plant, that fruit will eventually, if you leave it long enough, will return to dust, won't it? So through death, we receive life in the physical. So in the Old Testament. Spiritual life was received by the death of animals which were sacrificed. A man would sin, he would realize he had sinned, he would bring a lamb or a pigeon or something to the priest and the priest would offer that, uh, would sacrifice that animal or that bird for the man and for that, for his sin. And if he did that and he did that through his whole life, that was according to the sacrificial system of the Old Testament, he would be received to Abraham's bosom and he would... Uh, live eternally from that moment forward. Now in the New Testament we see something different, something changed there we see Jesus came and he put an end to the old system didn't he? We don't have to sacrifice animals anymore for our spiritual life but Jesus came, he did one sacrifice, good for all time he sacrificed himself on the cross and he said anyone who looks to me I will forgive. If they look to me and repent, I will forgive them of all their sin. What a wonderful thing. We can have eternal life through just looking to Jesus and receiving what he did for us on our behalf. And then we receive eternal life through that. So just like in the physical, you receive life through the death of a creature or a plant, In the spiritual, it's exactly the same way. And then it sort of makes sense of that, doesn't it? Because sometimes I've heard so many people say, you know, this is ridiculous. Why did Jesus have to die on the cross? You know, they can't understand it. Well, you can understand it from a physical perspective. Now we can understand it from a spiritual perspective as well. Hebrews 7.27 says, Unlike the other high priests, he does not need to offer sacrifices day after day, first for his own sins and then for the sins of the people, But Jesus, he sacrificed for their sins once and for all when he offered himself. Isn't that wonderful? So if Jesus Christ, and I want you to to think about this too, because this is in relation to me, but I know it would be the same with you. If Jesus Christ did not lay his life down on the cross and die for the sins of men, if he didn't rise again, and if he didn't ascend to be with the Father, then to me, personally, I wouldn't be a Christian. If If that part of Christianity was removed then Jesus would be no better than Muhammad. He'd be no better than Buddha or any of the masters of the Sikh religion. He'd be no different to any of them. But the difference we have in Jesus is that he he stands apart in that he laid his life down. No other man has ever come and said, I lay my life down for the sins of men. Such a sacrificial offering, such a sacrificial life he lives just for us. So Jesus laid his life down, he died for the sins of men and just as he was raised to life and glorified after the ascension, we too have the promise that after we die, we can be glorified with Jesus. But you know what? If you die, you've got to make sure that before that time, you're looking to Jesus. Because many, many people will get before the Lord on that day and say, Lord, Lord, didn't I prophesy in your name? Didn't I do this for you? Didn't I do that for you? And Jesus would say to them, get away from me, you evildoers. I never knew you. Do you know how many Christians are going to hear those words? How many people who live here, they live a wretched life here, they live in sin here, they never turn to Jesus, they never follow him, and then they're going to get to heaven and Jesus is going to give them a rude shock. He's going to say, away from me, you evildoers. I never knew you. You never lived for me. You lived for the world, you did everything the world called you to do, you lived exactly the same way, the culture of the world influenced you, drove you to live in sin, and then you had this audacity to think that even though I died for sin, that you can live in it and feel comfortable in it and enjoy it and not want to look to me, and then expect me to forgive you when you get here. It's it's crazy, that's not Christianity, man. That's not Christianity. Christianity is we are set apart. We are set apart. We're not of the world. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. Until Christians wake up to this, we're going to continue to be a farce out there. People laugh at Christianity today. People laugh at it. Christian wakers. you know? Don't, look, don't appear any different to anyone else. You know, but we've got, to set, we've got to set ourselves apart. We've got to change. We've got to be those people that other people say, hey, I, I, I don't believe in God, but man, that guy, if there is a God, I believe in that God because of that person. You know, when people meet you, they've got to say, man, Jesus must be real because this guy's real. You know? So keep that in mind. As we take this cup today, where is my cup there? As we take this bread... Just remember what Jesus did. And if you're not clean before him, just repent quietly. Repent in your heart. Pray a prayer to God. Lord, forgive me for everything that I've done that you know is sin. The Bible is clear that it's sin. And I think every one of us could just about do that. Amen? So let's just take a moment. Just just look to God and just ask him for forgiveness. Just under your breath or whatever, however you pray, Lord, as we take this bread, Lord, help us to become the Christians you died to make us. Help us to become the people that you sacrificed your life for us to be. God, let us not take your death so lightly. Let us not take what you did for us so flippantly, Lord. But help us to let it penetrate our hearts and and penetrate our minds and change who we are deep down, Lord. So that we can walk, and uh, like Paul say, you know, I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. But uh, Lord, help us to uh, live for you completely and totally, and not any longer look to the world and follow the world's uh, example. And we pray this in your wonderful name as we take this bread, Lord. Just uh, we thank you for your body that was broken for us. Amen. And as we hold this cup, Lord. Um, Lord your blood was spilt for us it was shed so that we could be redeemed and even now your blood covers us and washes us and purifies us just wash over every single one of us now wash over our minds wash over our hearts do a deep deep work inside and help, it, help us to shine Lord for your glory for you not so that people would be amazed at us but they'd be amazed at you and what you're able to do in a man or in a woman So we take this cup now in remembrance of your blood. Thank you, Lord. This sermon, Urgent Times, was a sermon that I started at the beginning of this year, and it was meant to be just one sermon. It's blown out into four sermons. And the last sermon I said that I'm not going to preach another sermon with this title, and I only got like a quarter of the way through that sermon, so I had to preach another one. So here it is, hopefully for the last time. Well, then again, I'll probably have more urgent times messages in the future. But I have a new name. But Luke 21. Luke 21, 27. And it says this. says, At that time, they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. When these things begin to take place, stand up and lift up your heads for because your redemption is drawing near. So when we see these things take place, then the things he's discussing there, I'm going to go through in, in, in a little bit. But he talks about the end times being times like no other, where natural disasters will be at a, at a level that we've never seen it in history. Uh, we're going to see wars at a level that we've never seen it in history. There's going to be so many signs. There's going to be signs in the heavens and signs on the earth and signs under the earth that we are living in those days. And uh, we need more messages today about the times that we're living in. Amen? We need to wake up and realize just what where we are sitting in the, in the scheme of things, how far it is until the Lord returns. Because who believes that Jesus is going to return? Who believes it? Yeah? Certain? Now, if that's certain, if you're certain about that man, (laughs) we better get ready. We better get ready. And we better get others ready too. Because if he comes and they're not ready, they're lost forever. So we've got to take this really seriously. Now, we're going to watch a video now which is going to just sort of um, tie together, at least from a natural perspective, what's going on on earth. It's It's about a... I can't remember how long it is. It's about a 12-minute video, and I feel we should watch it completely just to get a sense. What it is is it's going to show some of the events just within, like, the last year that have been happening on
1: we'll Earth. We'll remind you as the day gets closer so you can stock up on snacks and beverages, but a comet is coming, a big and brilliant comet arriving in November 2013. It could potentially be 15 times brighter than the moon visible in broad daylight over the U.S. We will be your Comet Network and we'll keep you updated we start with some breaking news this hour people in the urals in russia have seen burning objects raining down from the sky after a meteorite exploded about there causing a meteor shout now this has caused widespread panic in at least three cities the world is closely watching another meteor that's supposed to graze past the earth later on this evening that's the size of an olympic-sized swimming pool this is an unrelated incident certainly been a strange 24 hours for things coming at us from space. The giant asteroid that came close to Earth, the meteor that exploded in Russia, and now tonight's breaking news, a meteor streaking across the Bay Area sky. If you detected uh, even a small one, uh, like the one that uh, detonated in uh, in Russia, uh, headed for New York City in three weeks, what would we do? The answer to you is, if it's coming in three weeks, uh, pray. And this is what the sky has been doing for the last half hour, it's nonstop lightning with no thunder. I have never seen this before in my life. Just hours after the Pope announced his surprise resignation, the heavens over Rome opened, and the top of St. Peter's Basilica was struck by lightning. Nature putting on a fiery show like you've never seen before. I know, I've never seen this before. A team of photographers capturing an incredible display in eastern Russia. Four volcanoes they found were erupting at the same time.
0: But this... Nobody's ever seen anything like this. Four different volcanoes, four completely
1: separate eruptions happening at the same time. Unprecedented. The area around Mexico City is on a volcanic alert this morning. The government is sending soldiers and police to the region. They have blocked off a seven-square-mile area. Four German climbers and their Filipino guide have been killed during an eruption of one of the Philippines' most active volcanoes. seismic activity. Not only earthquakes, but volcano eruptions worldwide. That's unprecedented. That's never happened in human history. 87 dormant volcanoes have just started waking up since February 2012. Heat wave which has struck southeastern
0: Australia, has already broken a number of weather records, the longest hot spell since records began, the new highest average national temperature. And in an unprecedented move, the bureau has actually increased the temperature scale on its maps to cope with its higher temperature forecast.
1: Australia's record-breaking heat wave is continuing to fuel outbreaks of wildfires across scores of thousands of hectares in the southeast of the country. We want to show you how big this system looks from space Look at the tops of these clouds. Again, this is not one, but two storms joining together. This snowstorm paralyzed some of the most heavily populated areas of this country. It was a record breaker. The governor here has already declared a state of emergency. And to give you a sense of the power of this storm, the winds were as strong as a category one hurricane with gusts up to 83 miles an hour. It was the fifth largest snowfall on record in weather history. As many people are waking up to scenes like these, this is likely to be the coldest march in 50 years. in rio dead fish are washing up on the shores of rio de janeiro's main lagoon and no one is quite sure why fisheries experts are investigating what caused the death of thousands of fish on the air peninsula the juvenile leather jackets have washed up along a 10 kilometer stretch of beaches Absolutely incredible. I've never seen a fish kill like it in, in all the time
0: travelling around the country. A discovery off the coast of Chile that has baffled authorities. Thousands of langoustines washed up in central Concepcion province. Beaches have been covered red. Investigators are trying to find out what has killed so many crustaceans. An unusual tornado and hailstorm has killed 24 people in southern China's Guangdong province. Local officials say 272 people were injured, with 158 of them hospitalized. The wild combination of thunderstorm, hail, and a tornado hit the region with gusting winds of 110 miles an hour. This was the strongest tornado to hit the city
1: since record-keeping began. at least 80 people were injured too critically as a series of devastating tornadoes ripped across two states. Along the border, several twisters touched down after 7 o'clock last night. Whoa. Destruction covers a 40-kilometre stretch of southern New South Wales and northern Victoria. half the country is suffering with a brutal mixed bag. Snow, sleet, hail and severe whipping winds. Definitely one of the worst hailstorms I've ever seen cloud back there, you see them coming, but folks that don't believe that the Bible is real, the Bible don't lie. A locust invasion of biblical proportions has descended upon Israel after millions of the insects flew in from Egypt, darkening skies and threatening to destroy crops. and report out of Florida tonight is a reminder to millions of Americans, there is a strange and dangerous vulnerability underground, sinkholes. A man was in his bedroom. The earth opened up beneath the house and he fell in. At 5 o'clock, fears that a San Francisco neighborhood could collapse. Right now, multiple sinkholes are creating a very dangerous situation. Well, this massive sinkhole nearly killed a golfer right in the middle of the fairway in Waterloo, Illinois. Mark Mahal was on the 14th hole at the Ann Brier golf course when the earth just opened up beneath his feet. 25-year-old security guard named by the paper as Yan Xibing was swallowed by a 16-foot wide, 32-foot deep sinkhole. He disappeared into the pit when it suddenly opened up as he was walking along. It's a breaking news tonight. A flash of light that experts are saying was probably a meteor was seen streaking across the sky along the east coast. There- More reports are coming in tonight. It happened just after 8 o'clock. There are at least 350 reports of this possible meteor dramatic upheaval in the earth today on a small island off the coast of Washington state. Residents say it began with a mysterious sound, almost like thunder, and then something terrifying the earth seemed to crack open. A rare comet makes its debut in the northern hemisphere, visible to the naked eye. In fact, some astronomers are calling 2013 the year of the comet as they identify more and more of these snowballs flying through space. Does it, though, raise questions about our safety here on Earth? It's happening again. A big space rock the size of a city block is expected to head our way next hour. But don't worry, because there's no danger of it hitting us. We know that uh, this meteor exploded over Russia just uh, a month ago last month. And now we have this, and there was an asteroid last weekend. Is this just sort of a weird time? And should we be concerned about a potential impact? news today, in Argentina, at least 50 people are dead and thousands more have been forced to flee their homes because of heavy storms and flash flooding. Buenos Aires and La Plata have been hit with the heaviest rains on record. It looks much like New Orleans looked after Katrina. Two people
0: have been killed and eight remain missing after heavy rain and flooding devastated Peru. Authorities in the South American country have pledged emergency aid and assistance.
1: The Russian city being eaten alive, cars, buses, and trucks disappear beneath the earth as they are swallowed by giant sinkholes. Citizens of Samara live in daily fear of the ground disappearing beneath them. Dozens of holes have sprung up across the city in recent weeks. Fish are washing up along the Lake Erie shoreline. What are they telling you about the amount of dead fish? It's overwhelming, isn't it? Pretty unbelievable to be down here and to see all these dead fish. It's the worst fish die off experts say we've seen in decades are turning up dead in a popular central Wisconsin fishing spot. It's all happening at the Big Old Plain Reservoir just outside Mosinee. All the dead fish there are causing quite a smell. Thousands of birds mysteriously dove straight into the ground. As many as 5,000 according to military estimates. Out with another situation that's happened on the south side where the earth has literally opened up. That is a sinkhole right there. There are three vehicles in that hole. They've happened here and across the country. Mysterious booming noises that for the most part have gone unexplained. No one seems to know what is causing these weird booms. Not police, not scientists, not even the military. People all over the United States are hearing and feeling mysterious loud booms. Howe has documented booms in 25 different regions across the country. And we start with the loud boom heard by many and so far explained by none. That's right. It turns out those booms were heard not just here in the tri-state, but all across the country. So what is it? A huge explosion. Not, you definitely knew it wasn't a firework going off. Because I've never heard anything like it. It's like very disturbing. We're following a developing story right now that has people in several counties in our viewing area wondering, what was that sound? Dozens of you have let us know about a loud boom or explosion between 6:30 and 8:30 tonight. We can rule out an earthquake at this point.
0: Thousands of residents of the Argentine city of Santiago del Estero in the early hours of Sunday morning caught a glimpse of a suspected meteor that lit up the sky
1: above the city. From Australia to Norway, Japan to the U.S., thousands of people have reported seeing unidentified flying objects and produced pictures they're convinced can prove it. Believers assembled a few blocks from the White House to present their findings, including a former Canadian defense minister. I say without equivocation,
0: we are not alone in the cosmos. We have neighbors, we should try to
1: get to understand them. At least 30 people are dead after a powerful earthquake strikes Iran just miles from the country's only nuclear power station. Small villages in the area have been devastated. A powerful earthquake rocks southwestern Japan this morning. The magnitude 6.3 quake struck near the port city of Kobe. At least 23 people were injured.
0: A major earthquake has struck a region near the Iran-Pakistan border. The U.S. Geological Survey says the quake measured 7.8. Iranian state television is reporting that at least 40 people have been killed.
1: Following breaking news, talking about the earthquakes. They hit Oklahoma early this morning, overnight from 2 a.m. to the latest one at 5.15. New warnings for the middle of the country. More tornadoes expected across the Midwest. I mean, and this is happening everywhere. There were 16 of them tearing through Northern Texas Wednesday, including this EF4 monster with winds up to 200 miles an hour. This is what's left. Piles of rubble, shattered walls, and shattered dreams. A two-mile-wide tornado has swept through a southern suburb of Oklahoma City in the U.S. The tornado was reportedly two miles wide, something you don't see very often, nearly unprecedented in the area. You say this is unlike any tornado you've ever seen. The tornado grew to a size I've never seen before, close to a mile wide at times, and it was just so sad. 28 tornadoes that touched down around the area in oklahoma kansas illinois iowa it could go down as one of the deadliest tornadoes in american history one of the worst tornadoes in history dream and now deadly weather this holiday weekend flash flooding and record rain in the south dangerous flash floods have taken over the city they've told us they've never seen anything like this before just a short time ago, reports of a possible tornado touching down in Victoria, Texas. That's south of all of that rain. And in the northeast tonight, a snow clouds clearing the roads in Lake Placid, New York and elsewhere. What is going on? Large parts of the U.S. are being placed on alert with fears a powerful weather system could trigger a new round of deadly tornadoes. Several twisters have already hit and authorities warn 60 million Americans are in the storm's path dangerous tornado tearing up Kansas. Within an hour, there was another even larger. In Erie, Pennsylvania, a rare tornado damaged buildings and toppled power lines. Some 21 reported tornadoes in 24 hours. Watches and warnings cover several states as severe storms target the sink these devastated last week. news overnight. A lethal tornado outbreak in Oklahoma, a state already reeling from that rare EF5 twister that nearly erased the city of Moore. It's hard to believe, but we've had tornadoes on the ground and aloft in the following places tonight. Oklahoma City, Joplin, Missouri, Moore, Oklahoma, and St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, It is an incredible line of violent weather. I've talked to old-timers who've lived here their entire lives, and they tell me they've never seen a two-week period like this in Oklahoma, ever. Are we in the time, the season, the moment in time where some of this prophecy is being fulfilled right in front of our eyes wars and rumors of war for nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom and there will be earthquakes in various places and there will be famines and troubles these are the beginnings of sorrows in fact i am alarmed at what i see
0: look i believe that god's raised us up in our ministry for a purpose of preparing believers for the second coming of Jesus, I believe that's what I'm actually called for. That's the purpose of my ministry, and and I believe really, you know, today that there's going to there are more and more people. I know Joe Schimmel sort of thinks along those lines, that we are called to prepare people for the second coming of Jesus. Just as John the Baptist was out in the desert, he was a voice crying in the wilderness. We've got to be a voice crying in the wilderness because that that there that's just natural disasters that are taking place. And he, you know, sixteen hurricanes at once, you know, two mile wide. You know, they've never seen anything like this. Four earth, uh, four uh, volcanic eruptions at one time. These are these are increasing in magnitude. Everything's increasing in magnitude. The the tsunami that hits and the earthquake that hit Japan was nine on the Richter scale. That's massive. That is monstrous. So. Jesus is returning. And if, if there should be a video, on, I haven't even checked, if there is one, that probably would go through and tell you all the wars that have taken place on the planet today. And the reason I'm saying that is because Jesus foretells us that this will be a sign to us that he is soon to return.
1: Who believes that?
0: That the, these things are evidences to us that what Jesus said 2,000 years ago, you know, applies to this moment applies to these times. Now, whether Jesus comes in 50 more years and these things just keep getting worse and worse and worse and worse, we know that he's coming soon because never in the history of man have we seen this level of natural disaster, this level of warfare. uh, Jesus says information will increase or knowledge will increase and that's exactly what we're living in an age where knowledge is increasing so quick it's it's absolutely mind-blowing. Amen. And we're going to go through and look at the words of Jesus in relation to this. But the Western church is dreadfully unprepared for the possibility of persecution and tribulation because one of the things that Jesus talks about is that we will be persecuted. The church will be persecuted prior to his second coming. Now, we know for a 100 years, or for really 2,000 years, there's been martyrdom. There's been Christians that have laid their life down for 2,000 years for the gospel. And in the last 100 years more Christians have been martyred in the last 100 years than all the other centuries combined. That's an enormous statistic. In 100 years, there's been more Christians killed than in 1,900 years preceding. Combined. Now, if that does not tell us that Jesus is soon to come, because Jesus says, you know, before he comes, that they'll lay hands on us, they'll persecute us, and they'll kill us. I'm telling you this because... What I have to do is prepare you guys, prepare your hearts for that. Because you know, it tells us in two Thessalonians chapter two, and I'll read it to you, and also Jesus tells it the love of most will grow cold. Christians their, their love is going to grow very, very cold in the last days. And they'll betray, they'll hate each other. And the reason is is because the churches they're going to is not telling them that the things that I'm telling you right now. They're not adequately prepared for trouble not adequately prepared for tribulation. It says in 2 Thessalonians, if I can find 2 Thessalonians, there it is, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, it says, concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our being gathered to him, we ask you brothers not to become easily unsettled or alarmed by some prophecy report or letter supposed to have come from us saying that the day of the Lord has already come. There's people around writing letters saying the day of the Lord has already come. And they were getting alarmed by that. That was freaking them out. And then Paul settles the matter. He says, don't let anyone deceive you. First words out of his mouth, don't let these guys deceive you. Jesus is not going to come until certain events take place. There's not going to be a pre-tribulation rapture because there's certain events that must take place before the day of the Lord. because the uh, the rapture occurs on the day of the Lord. And the day of the Lord has been told to us very specifically in Matthew 24, Mark 13 and Luke 21. I'm going to go to that today. The coming of the Lord, um, we will know that we're near that day because it says the day will not come until the rebellion occurs. What's the rebellion? Other translations say the great apostasy or the great falling away. There's going to be a falling away of believers. The Christian church is going to get come under attack. It's going to crumble at its foundation worldwide. Christians are going to be abandoning the faith worldwide. And I'm telling you this because to be forewarned is to be forearmed. So you know that when it takes place, you know, okay, Jesus talked about this. Rob's made me aware of it. Other people, Joe Schimmel's making people aware of it all the time. And when this day comes, we will know what's going on. It's Satan pouring out a persecution against the church. So just like in the early church, they didn't recant even unto death. And right throughout the 2,000 years, they did not recant. Because Jesus says this, no coward will enter the kingdom of God. And a coward is is called one of those that doesn't hold to the faith. Their love of life is greater than the love of God or the love of this life is greater. Amen. And Acts 14, 22 says this, strengthening the disciples and encouraging them to remain true to the faith, we must go through much tribulation to enter the kingdom of God. We must, through much tribulation, enter the kingdom of God. So here again, they're telling us very clearly that we will go through tribulation to enter into the kingdom of heaven. So just be ready. Now, there's been lots of Christians that haven't had to suffer extreme tribulation. But I think more often than not, they do. More often than not, they do. Luke 21, 27 to 28. And it says this. We read this earlier at that time. They'll see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. When these things begin to take place, stand up and lift up your heads because your redemption is drawing near. What that video we just saw, when those things begin to take place, stand up, lift up your heads because your redemption is drawing near. The Lord is soon to come. The Lord is soon to come. So, Mark 13, let's have a look at that. Mark 13, signs of the end of the age. Just go to verse 3. Start of verse 3. As Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives opposite the temple, Peter, James, and John, and Andrew asked him privately, tell us when will these things happen and what will be the sign that they are all about to be fulfilled? What's going to be the sign that they're all about to be fulfilled? So Jesus tells us, he said to them, watch out that no one deceives you. Isn't that funny? Paul answered the the 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 he says watch out that no one deceives you why is that the very first thing he says the reason is is because there's so many deceivers out there so many deceivers that will tell you don't worry sin all you want do what you want there's no way you can lose your salvation that's a false doctrine that's not in the Bible it actually says the complete opposite in the Bible complete opposite I've done a sermon called "Once Saved, Always Saved." I've done sermons called "Repentance and No More," and I've got and scattered throughout all my teachings. I'm, I'm talking about this, and I might even do a fresh one again, very soon, to make it clear that nowhere in the Bible is "once saved, always saved" mentioned. That's a doctrine of demons. That's a doctrine made by men to get, let you find comfort in your sin, to give you a license to sin, not to be set apart and live as Christ lived. Because when Jesus says, "Away from you, evil doers! I never knew you." He said that, and when they asked him why, he says, "Because you did not obey." Do you know most of the psychological problems today in the world, in most people, can be cured by one thing: obeying the Word. Obey the Word, and you won't have suffered from these terrible psychological disorders. But if you disobey and live according to the world, you'll have trouble. You'll have trouble with the sin nature. All right, so where were we? Mark 13, he says this. He says, watch out that no one deceives you. Be careful of deceivers. There's many. And then he says this, many will come in my name claiming, I am he, and will deceive many. Now, most people read that as if many will come saying, you know, like someone standing up saying, I am Jesus. Right. So we're, we're, we're thinking he's talking about, Jesus impersonators that truly believe they are, you know, reincarnations of Jesus. But I, I see it from a different perspective, because he talks about that later, but I said that many will come in my name, so they'll come as Christians, saying, he is surely who he says he is. Many will come saying, yes, Jesus is the Lord, and this is what he teaches, and it says here, that they will deceive many. That they'll deceive many. People preaching Jesus. If like emergent church teachings, they teach, you know, the teachings of Jesus, but they're deceivers if they're, their doctrines are corrupt. And it, it's a big draw card they've got thousands and thousands of followers. And there's many other men of God around that are doing the same thing, and usually they're followed by massive followings. And Jesus says that there'll be many in the last days that will go to churches where their ears will receive itching, what I call itching ear teaching. Teaching that sounds good, makes you feel good about yourself, you become a better you, it's all about me, 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 and you walk out of there all pumped up. But it's not all about Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. It's all about self. And they're called itching ear preachers. You won't get that in this church. You won't come out feeling better about yourself. (laughs) Well, I hope hope we can make you feel good about yourself in Christ. Amen? It's got to be about Christ. Uh, They will deceive many people when you hear, this is verse 7, when you hear of wars and rumours of wars, do not be alarmed. So not to be alarmed. We watched that video. Don't let it alarm you, but get sober. You know, think soberly about it. Okay, Jesus said this is going to happen. We've just seen evidence of it. It's happening all over the world, and it's increasing by the day. Sober up and wake up and say, okay, let's take our faith seriously. When you hear wars, rumors of wars, do not be alarmed. Such things must happen. But the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. These things are still to come. That's, we're seeing that in the 20th century, more wars you know, that in, you know, the whole world was involved in than any other century. Uh, the two biggest wars in history, World War One and World War II. Kingdom against kingdom, we're seeing that. There's, I think, anywhere from 50 to 75 wars taking place on Earth at any one time. Um, and that's a lot when you consider there's, what, 203 countries in the world? Is that roughly? You know, and, and a good, uh, uh, just under half of them are at war, or probably could be even more, the, more than half. Because it takes two to tango, doesn't it? And If there's, say, 50 wars, that means there's 100 countries at war. Nation rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There'll be earthquakes in various places. We're seeing more earthquakes on the earth at any one time than any time in history. Uh, and there'll be famines. How many famines are there around the world? In third world countries, people are starving. Starving. These are the beginnings, these are just the beginnings. So we're living in the time of the beginnings of the end times, but we don't know how far we've gone along now, have we? We could we could be a lot further along than we realize. Now you must be on your guard. So we've got to be on our guard, we've got to wake up and and get vigilant. Be on our guard you will be handed over to the local councils and flogged in the synagogues on account of me you will stand before governors and kings as witnesses to them and the gospel must first be preached to all nations so in preaching the gospel to all nations there's going to be some terrible things to take place to people all over the earth to christians all over the earth as the gospel is preached but jesus is telling us that the gospel must be preached we must preach the gospel Now, you can preach the gospel very subtly over a a meal with a friend, just sitting down there talking gently about Christ. But the gospel must be preached. We must preach it. We must reach our fellow man with the gospel message. Whenever you are arrested and brought to trial, now this doesn't relate to us at the moment in Adelaide because not many people are arrested for being Christian as far as we know, but many countries in the world right now, they are arrested for believing in Jesus. You try going into a Muslim country and telling someone about Jesus, you won't just be arrested, you'll be you'll be tortured, and if you keep pushing it, you'll probably be killed. So you, remember these words are to everyone in the world, not just to us. So whenever you are arrested and brought to trial, do not worry beforehand about what to say. Just say whatever is given you at the time, for it is not you speaking, but the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will be with you in those times. He'll empower you to be uh, an adequate witness in those situations. And then listen to this, that apostasy I talked about, which was the the falling away of believers. Jesus speaks about it. He says, brother will betray brother to death. Now, I just want to ask you a question. Has Has the rapture been mentioned anywhere here so far? Has it said anywhere that the church is not here? Hasn't said it yet, has it? It has not mentioned Jesus would have said if the church was not to go through this, he would have already said. But don't worry, you'll be gone, and this is what's going to happen to the Jews. Right? That's what they teach. They teach all this is going to happen to the Jews, and the church is not part of them. I find that terrible. And what are the, you know, what they actually also teach that if you're in the church and you're a Christian, you're actually up in heaven having a wedding supper. So you're having this big party in heaven while the Jews are down here being tortured and killed. That's why there's going to be a falling away, because so many Christians think they're going to not be part of this. But it's going to come upon everyone on the face of the whole earth. No one will be exempt. And then you've got to make one decision. Who are you going to stand for? Are you going to stand for Jesus? You know What does the word say? If you love your life, you'll lose it. But if you lose your life for my sake, you'll find it. Who are you going to stand for, Jesus or for your own life? You've got to be prepared to suffer for Christ if you are called to that because not everyone has been called to that so a brother will betray a brother to death and a father his child that's terrible children will rebel against their parents and have them put to death all men will hate you because of me but he who stands firm to the end will be safe all men who's prepared for that all men hating them I don't like the idea of that, all men hating me because I believe in Jesus. You know, if you're in the popularity in this day and age and you want to be a Christian, you've got to think, think twice because being a Christian in the last days is the most unpopular thing you could do. So it's a real big decision you have to make to be a Christian. And I hope half of you here don't go and say, that's it for me, Oh, I don't want to be a Christian. I hope it just gives you the determination to say, no matter what, Lord, no matter what, Lord. Because, man, when we face death alone, it is the most fearful thing you can face. But when you face death with Jesus by your side, as terrible as it can be, it's, it's just a transition. Bang, it's like passing through a doorway, bang, you're in, in the hands of Jesus. And you'll be so thankful you stuck to your guns. You'll be so thankful you held to the faith if you hold to it. Alright, so it says his brother will betray, brother to death, father his child, children will rebel against their parents and have them put to death. All men will hate you because of me, but he who stands firm to the end will be safe. You have to stand firm to the end. It doesn't say you have to stand firm to the rapture. It says you've got to stand firm to the end. And what's the end? The day of the Lord. The day the Lord returns. The Lord doesn't return and that day is not a seven year period. The day of the Lord is the actual day that he returns. Joe Schimmel's just done a sermon on the day of the Lord. You might have heard it, Matthew. Yeah, Because a lot of teachers are out there saying that the seven-year tribulation period is the day of the Lord and therefore the Lord, we're going to be raptured before the tribulation. But it says nowhere that that seven-year tribulation period is the day of the Lord. It always says the day of the Lord occurs after that tribulation period. Now I'm not going to go into that. Just listen to Joe Schimmel's sermon. He's done a thorough job of it. In his, I think his last sermon that was online on the Revelation series, might have been, Oh, maybe it was that one. Yeah. Okay. Now get this. This is important as well. Verse 14. When you see the abomination that causes desolation, when you see the abomination that causes desolation standing where it does not belong, let the reader understand. Now, does anyone know what the abomination that causes desolation is? It's Satan, uh, I'm assuming in the form of the Antichrist, standing in the temple and declaring himself to be God and uh, demanding the worship of everyone on earth so that everyone on earth will bow down to this Antichrist. When that happens, when the Antichrist is revealed, When he's standing where he does not belong in the place that only God should be worshipped, let the reader understand. Then he says this, let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. So that's a direct quote to someone who lives in Judea. Get out of there. Don't stay in Judea. So if you're in Judea, get out. Because something bad's going to happen in Judea. (laughs) Let no one on the roof of his house go down or enter the house to take anything out. So if you're on the roof... In Australia, you be cleaning your gutters or something. Get down and go off. But I'm, I'm making fun of it, but it's actually because they have living areas on the roofs in the, in Israel. Let no one in the field go back to get his cloak. And how dreadful it will be in those days for pregnant women and nursing mothers. I'm glad there's no pregnant and nursing mothers here because that freaks them out a little bit when I read that bit. But pray that this will not take place in the winter why? Because it's cold and people die of, you know, cold. They freeze to death. So you don't want it to happen in the Because those will be days of distress unequaled from the beginning when God created the world until now. So it's going to be days of distress unequaled. These are going to be terrible, terrible days. We've had some bad days on earth, amen? Second World War, First World War, anyone who lived in a war-tall country will tell you that It's terrible to have to go through war. But this is going to come upon the whole earth and it's going to be days of distress, unequaled. If the Lord had not cut short those days, no one would survive. If Jesus doesn't return, no one would survive. But for the sake of the elect whom he has chosen, he has shortened them. And it says this, and the elect would be those that love him. Those that love Jesus, he's going, okay, let's just short. I don't want to put them through anymore. At that time, if anyone says to you, look, here is the Christ, or look, there he is. Now, this is someone who's trying to tell you that Jesus is over here in a, in a room. Come and let's talk to him. Let's chill with Jesus, you know, that sort of thing. Do not believe it. Don't believe it. How many of you have seen different videos of different men, men around the world who claim to be Jesus? Has anyone watched any of those on YouTube? There's quite a few. There's quite a few guys out there that think they Jesus. There's one in Australia. He's got his little ranch in Queensland somewhere, some farm there, thinks he's Jesus. I actually emailed him and had a chat with him. And I, I put all the quotes that say that Jesus will not return in the way that you, you are here. And he just says, oh, I don't believe in the Bible. If the only reason you know about Jesus is because of the Bible. Anyway, that's his way of, you know, oh, the Bible's wrong. I'm Right. So here, at that time, if anyone says to you, look, here is the Christ, or look, there he is, do not believe him. For false Christs and false prophets will appear and perform signs and miracles to deceive even the elect. So if we would consider ourselves the elect, if we consider ourselves men of the Scripture and women of the Scripture that really follow the word, you know, it could even deceive us. So this is going to be a pretty powerful deception that's coming. You know how it says, Jesus says he returns like lightning from one end of the heavens to the other. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if the Antichrist comes in some sort of a craft that makes him appear to shoot through the sky at phenomenal speeds. I wouldn't be surprised if using man's technology they're going to try to do something like that to deceive people that we go, he's coming from the east to the west, he's Jesus. You know what I mean? But i tell you this, there's some other signs. That's not one of the only signs. There's some other signs that Jesus is going to perform when he gets here. One of the things is he's going to destroy the earth. It's going to be burnt up with fire. So if that guy lands and then heads off to the UN to, you know, you know establish peace in the world, that's a sure sign. He's the Antichrist. He might have done some marvellous things when he came with human technology, but he's the Antichrist. And actually, I shouldn't say human technology. Demonic technology. That's what it is. But um, so just, he could deceive the elect. And there'll be a lot of Christians that will fall for this guy because the Bible says so. Look, at that time, if anyone says to you, look, here is the Christ, or look, there he is, do not believe it. For false Christs and false prophets will appear and perform signs and miracles and deceive you the elect, if that were possible. So be on your guard. I have told you everything ahead of time. But in those days following that distress... Now, let's read that again. In those days, following that distress. Does it say in those days before that distress? Does it say following in your Bibles? Or after, or something like that? Everyone there? Verse 24, but in those days following... I'm bringing that up because a lot of people think that Jesus has already come, taken the church away before these times but it's very clear it says in those days following that distress it says the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light the stars will fall from the sky and the heavenly bodies will be shaken if we read Joel two twenty eight, it's a very similar description of the day of the lord at that time men will see the son of man coming in the clouds who's the son of man Jesus, he's coming in the clouds with great power and glory and he will send his angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of the heavens. So when does the rapture occur, guys? After those terrible days. It's so clear in Scripture That's why they say that's the day of the Lord that's considered the day of the Lord. So what these guys that teach that Jesus is going to return before it says that, well, the day of the Lord is the entire tribulation. But what we have here is a description of the tribulation all the way up. And then it says straight after the description of the tribulation. That's also, you can hear it described in the book of Revelation. It then says after. So I'm sorry, but you have to be prepared to go through. You have to be prepared to go through the great tribulation. If I was to teach anything else, I'd be a deceiver. You know, and these are hard words. You know, I can see why Paul and Peter and that all got persecuted pretty heavily and, and found it hard to reach men with the gospel at times because these are hard words. Would you believe that? To preach this message to tell you guys are you prepared to lay your life down for Christ? That's a hard message. It's certainly not the message that you'll get in some flowery church somewhere. You know? But if I didn't preach this, I would be a deceiver. Amen? 2 Peter 3 from verse 3. As you can see there, the title prior to that is the day of the Lord. First of all, you must understand that in the last days, scoffers will come scoffing and following their own evil desires. This is verse 3. They will say, "Where is this coming?" He promised. Are we seeing those days when scoffers are scoffing? Do you know? Every time someone comes up to me and says, "Oh, you know, Jesus two thousand years ago said He's going to return. Where is this coming? Where is this coming?" I've never, I haven't seen it. And every time someone says that to me now, I said, "Did you know you just fulfilled prophecy? You fulfilled <laughs> two Peter three verse three, because Paul told us that that would be taken." Oh, sorry, Peter. Peter told us that would be taking place. So where is this coming? Ever since our fathers died, everything goes on as it has since the beginning of creation. But they deliberately forget that long ago. I just want to emphasize the word deliberately. They deliberately forget that long ago, by God's word, the heavens existed and the earth was formed out of water and with water. They forget that. They forget this too. They deliberately forget it uh, because they will just deny it, say it's not true. By water also the world at that time was deluged and destroyed. And then he tells us, Peter gives us some insight. By the same word, the present heavens and earth are reserved for fire, being kept for the day of judgment and destruction of ungodly men. So this present earth and present heavens is kept for fire. It's going to be destroyed by fire. So if you, and I've always said if you want to see the world as it is now you better start booking some you know, trips around the world go and check it out because it's more than likely going to be destroyed but do not forget this one thing dear friends with the Lord a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years are like a day So, because the Lord's not limited by time time to him is he can either exist in time or exist outside time God created time He's seen the end of time from the beginning. So time is, you know, we're bound to time, but he's not. So to him, it's just like two days have gone past and we're 2,000 years on in history. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness, but he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief, now people say, well, that means he's, it's going to come unexpectedly. That means he could come now. No. There's things that have to happen before the day of the Lord. If you take that out of context, yeah, it could be any time. But if you put it in context with where the day of the Lord is spoken of in, in Mark 13 and Luke 21 and Matthew 24, and you get it in context, the day of the Lord comes like a thief. But it, and we don't know how far into the tribulation we will have to go. But all of a sudden he could be here. but the day of the Lord will come like a thief the heavens will disappear with a roar now there's another thing when Jesus comes the heavens are going to disappear with a roar so if this antichrist comes and he does some incredible signs but the heavens haven't disappeared with a roar then you know that he's not Jesus Uh, the elements will be destroyed by fire so if you don't see the elements getting destroyed by fire it's not really Jesus we can't be deceived can we if we know this is how it's going to be. And the earth and everything in it would be laid bare. So if the earth is not getting laid bare, it's not Jesus. And since everything, and this is the point I want to make, since everything will be destroyed in this way, what kind of people ought you to be? If the world is passing away and everything that we know and think is fun or cool or whatever, if it's all passing away, what kind of people ought we to be? And Peter answers the question. He says this, you ought to live holy and godly lives as you look forward to the day of God. And speed, it's coming. We have got to become holy, holy men holy women, amen there's no other choice, really we cannot keep, continue to live like the world we've got to separate ourselves and live holy and godly lives as we speed, and as we do this we speed the coming of the Lord because the Lord's coming and He's gonna he's going to come for a spotless unblemished, holy, pure bride, so the more holy you become, the quicker Jesus gets on his horse, you know what I mean So, every act of of holiness that we do in the name of Christ, every time we wake up and we devote ourselves to God, and then we determine that day to live holy and righteously, it makes Jesus want to come back sooner. And then I've just finished this. It says, That day will bring about the destruction of the heavens by fire, and the elements will melt in the heat. But in keeping with his promise, we are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth the home of righteous or the home of the righteous. He's making it for us. And then it says this, so then, dear friends, since you are looking forward to this, make every effort to be found spotless. When Jesus comes, be spotless, blameless and at peace with him. Bear in mind that our Lord's patience means salvation. Because he's been patient with us, he gives us salvation. Amen. And I won't read anymore, but that's, plenty for today. So I hope that's um, helped you to see some insights into the scripture and into what Jesus has planned for this earth and also how we should be as Christians. Yeah? All right, let me pray. All right, Lord, we just uh, thank you. Thank you for this message. And I pray that, Lord, you uh, do a deep, deep holy work in us, Lord, that you cause us to become the people you've set us apart to be, that you cause us to be righteous, you cause us to be holy. Uh, help us to be blameless in this generation, Lord. That we don't continue to partake in the world and uh, do the things that the world keeps pulling us into, but that we would be set apart uh, for you and to preach the gospel just and to be holy before you at all times. And, Lord, we just pray also for the strength to stand in these days to come. Help us to stand. Um, give us a greater revelation of what's coming upon the earth. As I, as I preach this sermon today, I tried to help us to see clearly the reality of the times we live. But I pray that each and every one of us, that our hearts will be changed and would be changed so that we would uh, live in a way which will um, uh, represent you rightly, but also have an attitude which will be able to withstand every test that gets thrown our way in the future. And Lord, it's very easy in Adelaide to, um, uh, because the, the type of community we live in and the peacetime uh, situation that we're living in here, that just to just about think that all this is just fantasy or fiction or something and it's not real. But Lord, we know it's so real. We know so many places in the world where terrible, terrible things are taking place on a daily basis. Just help us to wake up and to really grasp the truth of this message today. And I pray this in your wonderful name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to this sermon. If you search Rob Cartledge in the iTunes store or go to www.robcartledge.com you'll see a number of different sermon series Uncovering Religion, Truth, Judgment and Eternity, Apologetics 101, Critical Doctrine and End Times. Feel free to check them out.